everyone and welcome to the Creative Cast. Of course, I am your host, Tammy Munson, and this is episode 11 of the show. Super excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Now, we've talked a lot about over the last 10 episodes about editing and why you need show notes, why you should or shouldn't start a podcast, and all these various things. But now we're going to get into the actual managing the workload. And this is one of my favorite things because I am a planner. You can ask anybody that has worked with me on any project. I have to have a plan. I'm sure my friend Elena is nodding her head right now going, yep, absolutely. Having a plan is essential. You know, like my grandfather used to say all the time, fail to plan, plan to fail. Especially when you are recording a podcast and whether that's weekly or every two weeks or the first and third Thursday of the month, whatever your the frequency of your show is, you really need to have a workflow of how it's going to happen. Because when you optimize the editorial workflow of your podcast, it's going to help you work more efficiently as well as increase your reach. So Today, I'm going to walk you through the step-by-step details of what I do to carry out my own podcast and the podcast production workflow that I use every single week, clients that I work with. Now, some of the workflows are a little different depending on who the client is and what their needs are, but it's basically the same. Now, it doesn't matter if you publish every week, every other week once a month, whatever the frequency is, you need to have a workflow to ensure two things, quality and consistency. Now, the struggle to create, record, edit, publish episodes consistently is something you should not have to deal with. It's tiring. It keeps everybody on edge. It's frustrating and there's no reason for it. So, So if that rings some bells, don't worry. I completely got you covered on this one, okay? Now, I know a lot of people are a one-woman or one-man show when it comes to their podcast. Fine. Workflows can work just the same as well. You just need to tailor it to the needs that you have. But you might also want to think about adding people to join your team for your podcast. Now, for my own podcast, I record and edit my own podcast. I make sure it sounds great. I do all all the things like I would do for any of my clients. But then a member of my team takes the audio file, she uploads it, she schedules it, and publishes it on Libsyn as well as the website. Then there's someone else that comes along that takes care of the social media for it. Now, that's basically our workflow in a nutshell. Now, Different shows have different structures for their editorial workflow. For some of my clients' podcasts, they may have a different person in charge of in charge of audio editing. Usually, that's me. <laughs> the show notes are written by a copywriter. The uploading is done by their podcast manager or their virtual assistant. And the promotion is done by their social media team. It just kind of depends. So... It can vary a lot based on what you as the host can or willing to take care of. It's also something possible that you can start 
to bootstrap in the beginning and then hire more people along the way based on how well you were doing. You have the revenue to support hiring those team members. Regardless, you need to follow a few tips when finding freelancers or potential employees to work with. What I usually do whenever I'm looking to add someone to my team, I reach out to people that I know. I look in my mastermind groups or networking groups or people that I know, like, and trust so that that trust factor is automatically there. I already know about them. I already like them. I've already learned about their business and how they work and things like that. Now, if for some reason, let's just say what I'm looking for, there's no one available, then I will go out to several other freelancing platforms. I generally work with Upwork and Fiverr. Those are the two that I work with. I've had really great success with both of those places. Got to do your due diligence on this. You've got to do the research because the way I look at it is this, that if they can support their freelance business without a third party intervening, it's also likely that they can do a better job. But either way, I want you to go make sure check reviews. Like I said, do your due diligence on this and even choose certain people by recommendation. And you always aim to start with a small collaboration and then increase the workload if you're happy with that. When you hire someone to help with your podcast or if even if you're just taking your current team to help with a podcast, you want to delegate these responsibilities clearly. Now, this is really important both for accountability and to improve the efficiency of your workflow. Because if you have the same person in charge of uploading and scheduling, they're going to get used to the hosting platform that you use, and they're going to be able to do a much better job for you in the long run. They're going to be able to do it quicker. Now, on the other hand, if you don't settle who's in charge of what from the get-go, you're going to have several people overlapping. The tasks are not going to be clearly defined. You're not going to work as efficiently. And you're really not going to make the best out of your podcast. Now, this is also the best time to define the flow of how the work gets done on your podcast. My assistant can't upload any episodes and can't do her job properly until I give her the final version of that and write the show notes. So if I'm late on doing that, she can't do her job the way she's supposed to. And as the editor or producer of a podcast, I can't do my job without the actual recording. I can't edit it, which delays me in my process, which delays someone else. So if you're not using a task management software like ClickUp or Trello or Basecamp or whatever one you love, you can at least determine this on paper as to what your flow is for the editorial process. So here's my basic process for the majority of my clients. So we get a new raw recording, which means no editing at all whatsoever each week. So let's just say by Friday. Now the following week, I go in, clean up the audio, work on show notes if that's something that they have me do or their team works on show notes. Then the social media team is notified, hey, we needed a graphic for Instagram. We need a graphic for the audiogram or any other social sharing content. 
And then everything needs to be scheduled within the publisher or the podcast hosting that you do. Again, it's best if all this is set up in a task management software. I and my team and a lot of my clients use something called ClickUp. It's a beautiful, and, and yes, I know that's a little nerdy, but it is a beautiful task management system. You can really, really customize it to whatever you need. With all the various clients that I have and the different communities that they serve, and the different frequencies and team members and all these various things, it's really easy for us to customize to meet those needs. Also creates a vlog of who has been doing what, when did they get removed from the editing stage to the copywriting stage, when are the due dates, and then it notifies you of all that. Now, someone who has ADD, significant like myself, it helps me tremendously because it's always sending reminders. There's a dependency, like I'm waiting on Jane to send me her recording for next week. If we can assign a due date to that, if she doesn't get it in, then she gets a reminder like, hey, we need this information and I don't have to go tracking her down and sending her that reminder. Now, the most important thing is to set clear deadlines and milestones. Because if I go and tell the team that we have a week to edit a recording, it's usually going to take a week. Even if they could have done it in two or three days, I don't want to have to put those expectations on my team. Because I'm not saying you should push your employees or collaborators or clients. Quite the contrary, actually. Because you want to talk with your team that's helping you produce this whether it's another editor, you've got a VA, and you want to get a clear estimate of how long different tasks take them. And even if they're not sure, they could say, well, it may take a day or two, or a lot of times, especially when I'm editing for a new client, at first it may take me a little bit longer. There are speech patterns and what really we need to edit out and what are we going to leave in. Because if if they use a certain word all the time, and that's part of who they are like for me, it's y'all. If this is the first time I'm editing, I wouldn't necessarily know that. So sometimes it's it does take a little bit longer to get the feel and what kind of story are we crafting with each episode. So after we get a few episodes in, even with those ballpark estimates, then we can have another discussion and say, I can really edit your show in a day or two. But no matter how you do it, Again, clear deadlines for the different parts of the editorial workflow are essential. They have to be done. This is both to be more efficient, but also to make sure that everybody is aligned, everybody know what's going on, everyone has the overall vision, they know what they're doing, and they can actually do their job in the first place. Let's make it easy for everybody on the team, or you have a large team, or even if you're doing it yourself, you need to set clear deadlines so that you make sure that you stay on task, that you know when your milestones are, that you're holding yourself accountable. Now, besides the deadlines, you also want to have milestones for your podcast. Your 12th episode, your 25th episode, your 50th, your 100th episode. These are all big milestones. Your 
first thousand downloads. There's all different milestones based on KPI or key performance indicators. And by the very nature of podcasting and the way that the RSS works, it's really hard to get a clear estimate on the number of downloads that you should have by a specific date because it can vary wildly because you've got your niche, you've got your audience, you got your competition, your marketing efforts, the following you may or may not have, the format, the channels of distribution. There's so many things that can vary from podcast to podcast. Even in the same topic, it could still vary greatly. Downloads are not the only thing I want you to be looking at. I know that downloads are usually referred to during any analytical process of determining, you know, the success of a podcast, but there's still other things that can matter and maybe even matter more than the downloads. For example, someone may download your last 10 episodes. They only actually listen to one of them or maybe even none at all. The feed count may, might be more of a representative metric. So as you can see, this can get complicated very quickly. And we could really take a deep dive on the metrics of podcasting, and we probably will on a future episode. But I want to make sure that you don't forget, because it's not just about the downloads, I don't want you to forget about the objectives and the milestones. Because regardless of how you plan to distribute your show, you can easily set clear objectives of your episodes, your published episodes, by a certain date. Now, one of the things that I do within ClickUp will start listing episodes because if you're booking guests, you're going to be doing that ahead of time. If you know that you want to cover a particular topic because it relates to a specific holiday or or one of those, you know, made-up days like Chocolate Chip Cookie Day or Best Friends Day, which I totally support 110 but if you want, let's say you wanted to do something like that, or you wanted to do something during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, what are the kind of topics you're going to be talking about? What are the kind of guests that you're going to be talking to during that month? That needs to be planned out. The other thing is that milestones also help because you might not know a date by which you'll get 10,000 total downloads, you know, especially like if you're doing subscription-based content. Or you may not know when you get subscriber number 200, but you can definitely prepare for that. And of course, celebrate it when it does happen. So basically, this means is you have to create an actual calendar for this. Now, once you've figured out who's in charge of what, now whether you use a spreadsheet, a wall in your office, or a workflow tool like ClickUp or Trello or Asana, you should know in advance of what you publish for at least two months. Now, for all of you out there who are the fly by the seat of your pants, I'm talking to you. Don't do that. You're not going to be able to do that, especially if you have a an interview type show where you have guests coming on, or even if you're a co-host show. You're just not going to be able to do that. It's not going to come off well. I guarantee it. Preparing months in advance, at least two months, I think currently right now for my own show, I have stuff planned out till I think episode 32, which is in October. So looking ahead, there's several life things that are happening over the summer. And then I know that I need to be prepared for what I need to be doing so that my team can be prepared for that as well. 
here's a good rule of thumb that works well for any editorial process. Always plan your content in advance. The outline is not written out. I may not know which guests I'm going to have on some of the episodes, but the structure, the main points are listed in those areas. The other thing I recommend that you do is we're going to take it one step further and actually have everything ready in advance for the upcoming two weeks. So that means you're going to have two episodes ready to go if you publish weekly, complete with graphics for social media, your episode summary, extended show notes, all the things that you need ready to go and schedule. It's so much easier to work like this than under the pressure of the upcoming episode that needs to be done ASAP. Of course, you guys are going to find a seasonal topic and you may do minor tweaks to your existing episodes, move around a specific episode, but that's going to be so much easier to do because it's still better to have at least planned it out. So how do I set up my workflow? So first of all, I have a list of all upcoming episodes, which I generally decide on based on what... I think you guys want to hear the questions that I get from clients. And then the other thing I'd look at is, are there any important events that's coming up within our community, within my niche, specific topics that maybe I want to take a deeper dive on? And so each episode is broken up into very specific tasks, all assigned to the person or team that's responsible for them with a deadline of when that specific task that need to be done. Now, besides that, I also have a list of ideas that may serve as inspiration or when I think we might want to get back to that, maybe something that, that we saw in our research, but we were late getting it done. We, we couldn't meet that deadline and go, okay, we're going to use that idea for next year. So when next April rolls around, we can talk about these specific things. Now, the other list I have is on how to improve the podcast, different guests, different tech, all these things that's going to help improve the podcast. Now, all these lists, you don't need to have them. There's just a recommendation to as a way to improve your podcast in the long run. The most important thing that I want you to remember from this is that in order to have a really good podcast and to making sure that you're staying on point with your, with not only the recording of your episode, the actual content of your episode, but making sure your, the topics that you're talking about are meeting what your community wants, what your listenership is, is wanting from you. You need to plan ahead. You need to have a written out plan, whether it's using the task management system or just a notebook that you have so that you can stay on task with all of these things. So if you have any more questions about podcast editorial workflows, whatever your questions may be, please go ahead and shoot me an email at support at TammyMunsonCreative.com and I will do my best to answer those questions either on a future podcast or on social media. Don't forget next week, next Monday, I'm going to be talking about monetization of your podcast. Don't talk about sponsorships, subscription options, Patreon, Apple, Spotify, a couple other things that are going on within the podcasting world, as well as talk about indirect monetization. All right, friend, I have a question to ask all of you. Are you subscribed to the podcast? If not, why? Because I would absolutely love it for y'all to tell your podcasting friends about the show, 
subscribe, please, and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from because it helps others find out about the show. Now you can find out more about how to do this on the show notes for this episode and you can find that at TammyMunsonCreative.com forward slash episode 11. Another thing I wanted to make sure that I told you guys about is I have created an amazing resource for you. You guys have asked me to create something about exactly how to launch your podcast, how to do it step-by-step. Well, we have finished it. It is up there on the website. Get it absolutely for free. Just go ahead, sign up for the email list, and you will receive it immediately. And it is all about the six steps that it takes to launch your podcast. I've got all kinds of tips and tricks, microphone recommendations, all kinds of really amazing goodies in that resource. So go ahead and check that out and let me know what you think. So ladies, I just want to say that I believe in you. You guys are my heroes because I believe that inexperience, production fatigue, and intimidating tech or software shouldn't hold you back. If you feel that you are being called by God to start a podcast, to spread his word or your message or to tell your story, then let's do it. Let's walk through this journey together so that you spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message, telling your story, whatever the case may be. I hope that you have a great day. And I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.